Hey there, I'm Wendy Vaughn, sales success coach and the queen of compassion-based selling because, well, selling is all about supporting, not convincing. And I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy Show because this show is all about inspiration, not just in learning a simple technique or mindset shift that makes it easier to get clients, but inspiration that happens as we get to peer through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails. And those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius, their superpower that's a gift to others, including you. Now for me, after, well, 22 years of outperforming my peers in sales results, well, it's almost an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, his zone of genius is his ability to listen intently and provide space for people to reflect process and share openly as well as honestly so that they can discover their own greatness. So I am super excited to introduce Matt Bruner. Now, Matt is a coach who empowers young marketing professionals to get off autopilot so they can feel confident in the direction they're heading. Well, welcome, Matt. I am so excited to have you as my guest today. Hi, Wendy. Uh, nice to meet you and really excited to be here also. Yeah, awesome. And I just love how you're helping, you know, those those people who are early in their careers, those marketing professionals really sounds like set themselves up for success. So I, I can't wait to hear more about this and the work you're now doing. Excited to share more. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, Matt, always top of my question for me is exactly what was the inspiration or tipping point that prompted you to start your own coaching practice? Great question. I uh, worked in uh, corporate marketing, um, digital marketing for about 10 years. Um, mm -hmm. I started in New York and moved to Los Angeles uh, about six years ago. Uh, great company, worked with big clients and small clients and worked on uh, with large teams and small teams and everything in between. Um, and uh, it was starting to wear on me in the end. It was not something I was particularly passionate about. I was running into a lot of stress and anxiety. Uh, I was feeling ineffective um, at my very elevated role, which was a VP level um, at that time. And uh, I was just having a hard time feeling motivated to, to go to work each day. Pandemic didn't make things any easier being isolated from uh, my team and my coworkers and clients. Right. Right. Um, in my last year of working there, um, I ended up hiring a coach uh, and not knowing what exactly I was going to do. I was, I hired her to help me quit my job um, responsibly. <laughs> and um, okay. <laughs> over the, the course of working with her, she, she lovingly and patiently and gently guided me to a place where I was more effective in my role than I had ever been in those prior two years um, wow. trying to do that job. That's a shift, <laughs> a huge shift. <laughs> from hiring her to, to help you basically exit gracefully to now being the best uh, ever. So, yeah, I love that. Thanks. 
and it was not my intention going into it um which which was i think the really sort of magical and surprising part to me um was when we got down to brass tacks um i could find a way to not have to make a big dramatic change um while uh finding some ease and comfort and um better ways of working and providing value um, to myself and to my company. Right. I love that. Yeah. And so through that experience, then through that experience, story, (laughs) that was your transformation. So what, how does that relate to now basically the work that you're doing, which it sounds to me like is, is much the same, but you know, fill in that gap for me, if you would. Yeah, it is much the same. The last act in, in that bit of the story is like, wow, I, I mean, I wish I'd had one of these coaches years ago to right. save me from having to go through this, um, given my experience in marketing. And I always loved working with people. I loved managing people. Um, uh, I, I have a knack, I think, for those types of skills um, and helping people to develop. Coaching seemed like a, a good fit for me. Um and in an industry in particular, working in marketing, advertising, um, working with young people um, and being able to meet them uh, when they're more in their junior roles and getting started in their career or maybe a couple of years into their career or transitioning to a, a new role that requires different set of skills than they're used to. Right. A coach can be immensely effective if they can intercept them at that point and um, provide them help them develop a a different perspective um, when they head in that direction. Uh, And I wanted to be able to leverage my experience, my knowledge, and provide some empathy to folks in that position, given my experience, uh, while also bringing a a coaching mindset of uh, love and um, learning, curiosity, and listening uh, to my potential clients. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Having walked through that whole journey yourself, and to the point where you are ready to call it quits. So I'm out of here. This is not working for me, mm-hmm. even though it was something that obviously you were drawn to from the very beginning and very good at it because you'd elevated yourself to a VP and were mm-hmm. managing huge projects, huge clients, teams, you know, lots of different aspects of it. But you had headed down a, a path that was not fulfilling. And, and yeah, I love the fact that not only did you gain for yourself, but you looked outside of you, yourself and realized, wow, I can make such a big difference here for all these people that are on the same journey that I was. So yeah, I love that. I love that. Nice. Thank so you. how long have you had your own coaching practice and you know, has your business mission or vision evolved over the course of that time? Yeah, uh, I've been in practice for a year and five months. About the time uh, right before I left that job, I, I started coaching and getting training and acquiring um, you know, ICF certification and developing my coaching skill set so I could more effectively um, you know, work with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mission, I think, has changed because at first um, I wanted to coach sort of anybody and anyone on anything. Um, and at some point <laughs> it dawned on me that... Um, uh, I really I wanted to help you know my people, which were which yeah. were folks in, in the marketing um, in media uh, community. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I, I saw the, the need uh, for that in that industry that doesn't have a lot of, at this point, um, internal coaching. Um, or if they do have coaches available, uh, they're only reserved for the highest levels of leadership. Um, they're not available for someone earlier in their career, uh, even with the first five years uh, of their career. So um, uh, adjusting, I think, my mission uh, to focus solely on them. And to me, um, a crux of many problems is being on autopilot. Um, honing in on that, uh, I think, has, has sort of evolved to, to where I am now, which is to get people off autopilot so they can feel confident in where they're going. Mm-hmm. Right. And and when you say autopilot, what comes to mind for me is just this mundane, this sense of just drudging through it without being fully engaged or creative. Is that how you would describe it? Yeah, I think that's a lot of it. I know for me, um, every January would roll around for uh, about 10 years and I'd be like, oh, man, am I about to do this again? I don't even know how to, how did that happen because <clears throat> the time keeps ticking away right. and um and a lot of times in those situations um you know your employer uh, does their best to make things more comfortable for you and mm-hmm. by providing a more comfortable environment it does get harder to to leave um if that's what you want uh, and there's not a lot of time i think baked into our lives uh to reflect on what it is we really want um sure to have some input on that, some unbiased input um, to uh, adjust, you know, my perspective to, to see things from a different angle right. and then to create a plan um, to actually go after uh, what it is that I want. Oh, yeah. No, those are all typically far beyond most people's scope of um, approaching their day, their week, their month, the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just like you said, oh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. It's Monday. Oh, here mm-hmm. we go again. It's, it's, you know, it's February. Oh, here we go again. It's 2023. Oh, here we go. Again. That's and right. On that, so, that cycle, that spinning top. So, yeah. How many yeah, times I have I said in my life, maybe you can relate to is like, I just got to get through this next week. Mm-hmm. I just got to get through this next two weeks, mm-hmm. you know? And then right over the and over and over finding yourself saying that again for years yeah. sometimes. And, and what a waste, right? This is precious. Life is precious. It's meant to be enjoyed and fulfilling. So yeah, I, I think love there's that. something more. Yeah, I love the work you do. And, and so I'm, I'm just curious, have there been any big roadblocks or challenges that you've had to overcome along the way other than really dialing in your focus to instead of looking at trying to support everyone and, and serving everyone to really zeroing in on those young marketing professionals. Have there been any other big roadblocks you've had to overcome? I think one of the challenges um, I've faced along the way is um, remaining focused on my mission, despite um, other people's uh, opinions. Mm, <clears throat> so right. leaving, you know what I mean? Leaving sure. a um, job that um, was comfortable in a lot of ways um, and secure in a lot of ways and provided a great life for me um, and, uh, and my family. Uh, leaving that to try something new uh, where I wasn't guaranteed a steady income and wasn't supplemented uh, with uh, with benefits 
and didn't have the the same cushiness that I used to have, it it right. it comes with some risk, and people have oh. a lot of opinions about that. And well, I, they sure you know, do. Like, are you crazy, Matt? What are you thinking? <laughs> that kind of opinion. <laughs> yes, coming um, from love, of course. <laughs> coming from love, love and concern, and and why I need to be okay. And I can appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't always the the helpful thing I needed no. in the moment. So I would I would get a lot of, you know, I'd talk to people about what I was doing and how I was doing it, you know, and give them sort of a status update of um, of my business. And I would get, um, again, uh, with the best intentions uh, from most people, um, you know, feedback that w- wasn't really helpful for me and actually almost, um, you know, deterred me from uh wanting to share things with them or talk about it and some days on my lowest days even continue to go for it because i'm like oh they're right this is going to take this is going to take too long it's not going to work i'm not built for it all these things yeah Yeah, because uh those limiting beliefs start finding allies uh with those trusted people that are in your circle you know those influencers and all of a sudden you know that motivation or clarity that you had to start your coaching practice tends to, to waffle a little. So mm-hmm. well, can you share maybe a, a technique or uh, some insight around what you did to shore yourself up in spite of those loving words from others that, you know, were intended with positive support, but they really did rattle your cage. And uh, let's face it, you are an expert. You, you know what you're doing. You have walked the talk and not only that, but you know the pain and suffering that your potential client is going through. So we know mm-hmm. you're an expert, but what did you do in those moments of weakness that you were kind of thinking second, you know, twice about maybe continuing? Yeah, I think, um, you know, after a few times, a few many times, let's say, of um, sort of getting burned or sharing, or, you know, receiving some unsolicited feedback that wasn't helpful to me, I just had to get more selective with who I was going to share, you know, this information with mm-hmm. um, and, yeah. and right. the specifics, the details, rather than something more vague or general or, you know, a blanket sort of positive, like it's going great, you know, um, that became my response to um folks who I knew were going to have a strong opinion. And um, I sought advice or real feedback from folks who had the same experience that I had. Mm-hmm. So I started to surround myself um, with sort of an executive committee of self-selected um, people in my circle who knew the pains, um, uh, the benefits, the limitations, the concessions and compromises, but also like the joys um, of like starting your own business yeah. um, and doing something that you really want to do, despite not having um, the sort of cushiness uh, that, um, uh, you know, sort of offered in, in other paths. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Received, Received. Right. Yeah. 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 That validation from people that actually know the, uh, opportunity of being an entrepreneur and what it takes. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, definitely does. And like I said, you're obviously an expert at helping those young marketing professionals gear up and get out of autopilot and get back in touch with the things that create that fulfilling and meaningful experience in their careers. But I'm curious, Mm -hmm. 
how do you feel about the client enrollment or, you know, the sales part of being in business? Now, this is a very different skill set. Do you have any challenges or frustrations with this important part of growing a successful business? <laughs> do I? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I did start to see um, pretty quickly that um, the sales aspect or finding ways to, to work with people and, um, and share my skills and experience was um, really difficult um, just to um, inspire someone to set up sort of an educational um, call or, uh, or a mm -hmm. consultation. Um, and I found too that, the, you know, educating folks on what coaching is, um, is also like a, a challenge. Um, and so um, uh, helping people in their understanding um, or re-understanding uh, of what coaching actually is, how it differs from uh, other types of conversations like consulting or mentorship or even therapy um, was, was crucial and, um, and also challenging. Right, right. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense given the fact that these people, they might know coaching based on sports. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. Oh, you got to have a, sure, there's a, there's a coach for our, our football team or there's a coach for, you know, all the athletes that are in the X games, you know, they all have coaches and that makes sense. But me, you know, a coach, so I can understand where there'd be that gap. But, but it's easy to, once people realize the parallel between a sports coach, which they already know, and a professional coach, when you close that gap between the, the, you know, by creating similarities that supports that. But I'd, I'd love to provide you with a little bit of insight in terms of what you were saying, as far as your words, inspiring people to, to set up a call with you mm -hmm. to talk about what the potential and opportunities are of getting the support through you. Is that kind of what you're referencing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To understand more about coaching, how I coach and some of the benefits of working with a coach. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, yeah, sure. I'd love to provide you with a little bit of insight around that. Right. Um, you know, and it's, it's interesting to me to think about the fact that as you experienced, you were ready to quit, right? You didn't see any other way out mm -hmm. when you were in this mode of being stuck and feeling burnout and just all the, all the joy and spark was gone. You know, you right. saw your job as being just drudgery and, and convenient because it, it paid, mm -hmm. <laughs> it was paying, mm -hmm. but uh, all, everything else was not. And so for me, if we're drawing a, a clear parallel with you and your ideal potential clients, they probably don't know that there are other options. Right. right. And so that's the thing that starts that, the whole process is piquing their interest and not necessarily to jump to the full spectrum of piquing their interest in a coach, but piquing their interest in their options. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm just curious and just ask a couple more questions when you're providing the opportunity for them to jump on a call with you and talk through this, when you reach out and I'm, I'm just guessing it's through social platform. Is that correct? That's right. Yep. Okay. So one of the things that is typically missing when people 
post content or try to bring awareness to their coaching and the benefits of it through social media posts is that first off, not everybody sees your post. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of going against you, mm -hmm. even though you, you might have this great robust network algorithms and everything that they are, uh, people don't always see your posts. So that's, yeah. that, that's one of those things that's difficult to fix other than doing paid advertising. So we don't want to get into that conversation here, mm -hmm. but the thing that will support you in inspiring people to have that conversation with you is in the content that you provide, uh, it's super important to showcase or position the opportunity to have a call with you as being the next step to solving another problem. If, mm -hmm. if the call is a very specific, has a very specific outcome versus an open-ended, you know, if you'd like to learn more, you know, that's open-ended and that's mm -hmm. broad. And we haven't obviously talked to much extent, you know, so I don't know exactly what words you're using, but mm -hmm. But to be more effective in inspiring people, because people will be inspired if they know exactly what's in it for them. What's the benefit? What's so mm -hmm. great about this? Because they're trading their time and time is a precious commodity, whether mm -hmm. you're binge watching Netflix or you know, <laughs> chilling by the pool or, or working a 12, 14 hour day, you know, it's still right. a precious commodity. So, so people will take action if they see the direct benefit in taking the action mm -hmm. and the direct benefit needs to be aligned with something that they're really struggling with mm -hmm. that, that resonates. So, so is this landing for you? Is this making sense? I think so too. I, I mean, I can um, think of my comfort level uh, with my sort of open-ended invitations, um, you know, suggestions to learn more but mm -hmm. not not uh, a more concrete um, sort of taking the next step um, call to action yeah. Um, yeah. as well as like the intended benefit. I tend to, to leave that open-ended as well when mm -hmm. there can be really specific uh, uh, benefits. I think I think that resonates with me. Good, good, perfect. Yeah. well, I uh, I would love to hear you know any adjustments that you make with uh, the language and creating that that, you know, conveying the value, right. Of mm -hmm. having that conversation with you. So, so yeah, yeah, let me know how that works for you. Thanks, Wendy. And, you know, Matt, as I'm thinking about employees <laughs> and looking in the rear view mirror here in terms of the timeline, uh, the pandemic, right. It, it really turned things upside down for employers and employees got, a taste of freedom. They got a taste of working from home, working remotely. As you mentioned, though, as a VP, there were frustrations because all of a sudden you didn't have that direct connection with your team. Well, the flip side of that, as an employee, they maybe lost connection with their team as well. And, and who knows, maybe started reassessing their, their decision to be in that career or mm -hmm. you know, a lot of things happen. There was quite a ripple effect on, yeah. on many regards, in addition to obviously the health health concerns. But so I, I'm curious if you could share maybe a little bit about the impact of the pandemic on the work that you do and, you know, what, what your potential clients, you know, experienced because of that. Sure. 
I think um, coming from a traditional office environment where there's a lot of learning and sharing um, and community and fun, people coming in and out of the office uh, all the time, partners that we worked with, or clients or people visiting from other offices. So then being fully spread out, <clears throat> uh, remote and um, potentially feeling um, isolated uh, from other people for me as an introvert hit especially hard at first I was really enjoying myself. Um, I don't need, I just have a, a small tank. I don't need a lot of social interaction to feel full, but I need some. And, and uh, after a while it really started to wear on me where uh, if I was having a problem at work, I was feeling very isolated in that problem and alone with it and unable to communicate. Um, with people uh, about that, to ask for help, ask for solutions, brainstorm, um, and approaching someone in person, dropping by their desk or shooting them a quick note felt different than putting, you know, uh, 15 or 30 minutes on someone's calendar and making this formal sort of thing uh, about it just to ask for some help became a real barrier for me. Right. Um, right. And really, I felt stuck, I think, in a lot of ways. And I think for for introverted folks um, working in media, working in marketing and advertising um, or anyone um, who is coming from a traditional office uh, background and now is on the computer full time uh, at home, uh, there's going to be some some trouble there. Um, uh, depending on, I think, you know, your makeup and your composition and also your coping skills. Um, my coaching, I mean, it is intended to connect you uh, and to re-engage uh, these young professionals um, back to their work, uh, back to their community, uh, both professional and personal, and also with themselves, too. Um, I think when we're trapped in our home office um, behind a computer all day, telling ourselves the same story over and over and over without getting a shift in perspective, um, if those are damaging or limiting, um, they're just getting more and more ingrained, you know. My coaching attempts to 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 break people out of that so they can start making real uh, impactful decisions for themselves and feeling better. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Just having that fresh perspective to reconnect them with what does bring that sense of fulfillment and purpose to the mm -hmm. work that they do. So yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Well, Matt, can you be a little bit more specific, share a few more details in terms of how you do work with those young marketing professionals who, who really at the end of the day, you know, they, they want to feel connected with their work and they want to be inspired to be there and have that fulfilling career. Can you, like I said, just share a few more specifics about your philosophy or your approach? Yeah, of course. Um, so uh, my approach is not um, novel. I'm not the first one to have done this, um, but I have ad adapted basically three sort of general steps, um, which we will uh, take to approach um, your goals. Um, these steps we'll walk through within the session, sometimes multiple times going through different iterations, um, but it'll also be sort of the framework uh, for the basis of our entire relationship. And I like to work with people for uh, a minimum of three months to really see that sort of transformation. So the first step would be about identifying your autopilot life areas. You know, is it work? 
Is it your relationship? Is it the self-talk and the ways you're communicating with yourself, the ideas you're reinforcing? Um, which areas do you feel particularly stuck on? Um, and then uh, diving into the sort of underlying beliefs and thinking um, that may be holding you back there. Uh, at that point, uh, we'll move into the second step, which is about designing your future. How do you want to look, feel, think, interact with others? What are what are the goals? And I want you to get crazy with them, wild with them, um, <laughs> to the point where you don't even think it's possible or you wouldn't even be able to believe that it happens. Um, these are important. Uh, let's let's shoot for the stars here so we can really see because when it, you're getting that crazy, too. Uh, what sounds crazy at first, um, you really get into the depths of who you are, who you are at your core, what you really want and what you really value. That's important for me to understand as a coach so that I can keep you accountable to those wants, to those values, to the core of who you are. And we can really get things done because when, when you set your goals like that, um, it is funny too, how things just start to happen. And all of a sudden, resources that weren't there before start to become visible to you. Things start to rise to the top. People enter your life. People leave your life. Uh, there's all, all these different ways um, when you're focused on um, those things that you really want that um, seemingly uh, unattainable goals start to actually the pieces sort of come together in a way that can help you achieve them. Yeah. And then the, the last part um, is to execute achieving your dreams. We put a plan together that actually gets you to um, to your desired state of looking, feeling, thinking, behaving um, to your real goals. And those, um, they, they can be a pretty lofty goals sometimes. So we really need to break it down into bite-sized, uh, achievable, practical steps um, that you can practice um, in between our sessions together um, and to help you feel like you're making progress, um, uh, you're staying motivated. Um, you can always look back and see that, oh, I am, like I'm making progress towards this goal that I thought was crazy. It might be slow, it might be fast, um, it could be anything in between. Sometimes we need to um, reiterate um, and tweak, uh, you know, the ways that we make progress, the different behaviors and thinking that we adopt so that we can better um, uh, align with our goals long term. But that's stuff we do together. Um, and it's nothing that um, will sound um, impossible or impractical. Uh, we want it to be both believable and achievable for you um, each week. So that, that's what we strive to do together. Yeah, no, I, I love that. It's it's not just pie in the sky. It's grounded in a specific approach that makes mm -hmm. it actually attainable because you're yeah. also supporting that shift, uh, working through the limiting beliefs that are typically under the surface that people aren't always aware of. So yeah, I love your approach. I mean, three steps, but they're huge. Each one mm -hmm. is is so has so much depth uh, and, and breadth to it. And I, I love that, you know, basically you're helping people go from the mundane, you know, which is how I see autopilot. It's just the mundane existence to living a life that is on track with these big audacious goals. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so I love it. It's so exciting. Thanks. Well, how can listeners learn more about you and this great work that you're doing? Yeah, so uh, folks who want to learn more about me or the process or even just more about coaching generally um, can visit my website at mattbrunercoaching.com. 
there's uh, a number of resources on there, including um, my weekly newsletter. Uh, I publish uh, Sunday nights, and then it can end up in your uh, inbox for free uh, Monday mornings. Um, it's called Go Get Them This Week, and it's to help folks um, uh, shine in their week ahead. Um, coaching mm -hmm. tips, different perspectives, uh, ways of thinking about things or doing things. Uh, it is subjective from my perspective. Sometimes I cite articles or um, certain research, studies, authors, um, but it's designed to be helpful. It's designed to be quick and for you also to learn a little bit more about me, about coaching and about how uh, we could work together. Mm -hmm. Okay, fantastic. And are you on LinkedIn as well, right? I'm on LinkedIn as well. You can find me there uh, right. at Matt-Bruner. Okay. All right. Fantastic. So that's mattbrunercoaching.com. Uh, just look in the show notes for the hyperlink to that, as well as to his LinkedIn profile. So, and, well, Matt, you know, you've already shared just so many golden nuggets of wisdom here through our conversation. But if I could tap on you one last time uh, in looking at your own experience in building your business, uh, what's some advice that you could share with, say, a frustrated entrepreneur? You know, somebody is questioning their decision to have even started their own business or maybe they're doubting their abilities to succeed. Well, that is a really good question. Um, and thanks for asking it because it sort of reinforces the answer in me. Um, as we sort of talked about earlier, I think surrounding yourself with a community that's going to support you, um, mm -hmm. it's going to be realistic, but in a way that's motivating. Um, I think it was really critical for me not to be doing this in a vacuum like I'm all alone or the only one or the only my problems. That's never been helpful for me. So I would say, you know, develop a, an executive committee, folks you can reference um, for help, for advice, for feedback, um, for a shift in perspective and, and, and for some motivation. And then just just keep going and continue to look back at the progress you've made. It might be small, it might be incremental, but that really is the building blocks to, uh, to success. Uh, sometimes it doesn't go on the timeline we want. Um, but if we continue to, to move forward and, um, and keep exploring, stay curious, stay building and open to having a new experience, then um, I think we get to achieve uh, success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's, and it's so difficult to stay focused on or at least acknowledge the progress when in building a business, there can be so many things that are new and, mm -hmm. you know, the learning curve and like you said, being isolated. So it's easy to get stuck in that, uh, that vacuum, like you described it. So yeah, those are powerful, yeah. powerful words of wisdom. Surround yourself with an executive committee, um, acknowledge the progress and stay curious. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Thank you. Thank you so That's much funny. for sharing those. Yeah, brilliant. So, well, Matt, it's just been so great hearing about your journey from your, you know, highly successful career within the marketing and, you know, digital marketing world, uh, sector, vertical, mm -hmm. however you want to mm -hmm. describe it, where you were mm -hmm. working at a, a very high level, executive, a VP, uh, managing huge accounts, big teams, small accounts, smaller teams, you know, traveling, possibly, I know that you had mentioned New York, mm -hmm. California, there's high level success, but inside you were empty. Inside, you were going through the motions. Inside, you were burnt out. Inside, mm -hmm. you were thinking, why? Why am I doing this? And 
<laughs> I just can't help but kind of have a smile on my face when I'm thinking about you hire a coach to help you get out of this job. And instead, she turns everything around and helps you <laughs> step into it with more connection, creativity, and you know, fulfillment than ever. Mm -hmm. And that was the spark. That was the catalyst that for you, that's like, wow, there are so many people that are stuck in the muck and I can be that change for them. So now mm -hmm. this impactful work that you're doing as a coach, helping those young marketing professionals get out of autopilot and re-engage with their work, reassess their values and reconnect with their dreams and essentially build the confidence to do their best work. So I've really enjoyed our conversation and I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Thanks so much, Wendy, for having me, listening to me and sharing some insight. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. And again, for our listeners, you can reach Matt Bruner through his website and that's mattbrunercoaching.com. Be sure to check out all the great resources that he's created as well as, uh, you know, if, if anything that he has said is resonating, sign up for that newsletter. It sounds like it's really got a lot of great information. And of course, follow him on LinkedIn. And for all our listeners, remember when it comes to building a business that brings you joy and has an endless flow of high paying clients, well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassionate selling, where you've fully supported your potential client's decision-making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, this sounds great. So are you 100% confident that you are fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session. You may be surprised by what we discover. All right, well, this is Wendy Vaughn, Chief Paradigm Shifter and Sales Success Coach. And you can find me and our next podcast episode at PredictableSalesResults.com. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Matt Bruner. And as always, here's to your success. <laughs>